What's up, guys? Welcome to the Scoutology Podcast. My name is Quentin Mayo. I'm the host and founder of Scoutology. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I found a point guard. I found a point guard. That's going to be the title of today's podcast. I found a point guard. Now, I'm super excited to talk about this. I'm so excited that I actually already recorded like 90% of this podcast. Only problem is my mic was not working. So this is my second time doing it. That's how excited I am to talk about today's prospect out of Romania's. But before we get started, before we dive into who I found and what I think about this player, I got to encourage you to do a few things for me. But first, I'm going to start with a thank you. Thank you so much, if you are watching, for watching this and supporting what we are building here at Scoutology, whether you're watching or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or our landing site, our homepage, our our everything, uh, Substack or scoutology.substack.com. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your support means a lot to me, and it also lets me know that you love basketball. You love basketball. You love figuring out the future of basketball. And you want to be a part of our our goal and, and our tagline here, which is to discover and develop the future of basketball. So I do thank you. Also, make sure you go check out the last two podcasts and uh, scouting reports that we have produced here at Scoutology because I am so thoroughly impressed by the two players um, that I scouted. Number one, Ian Lazarevsky from Slovenia. You know I love big guards, and I always say shout out to Olin Simplis from Big Guard University, uh, one of our, you know, one of, one of my friends, famous trainer of, I mean, a lot of your favorite NBA players. But I love big guards, and that is who Ian Lazarevsky is from Slovenia. He's now playing for, or has been playing for Mega Basket. So make sure you go check out episode one of Scoutology, and also last week. We did a podcast on Mexico's biggest secret, Mexico's hidden gem, their their hidden two-way giant, which is Kareem Lopez. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know what more to say. Last week, we talked about Kareem Lopez, and I said he is Mexico's version of Cameron Boozer, Mexico's version of Koa Pete, two forces in the 25 or 26 draft class, I believe it's 25, uh, in that draft class that are going to be top 10 picks in the NBA draft once their year comes Kareem Lopez is Mexico's version of them and he he's a phenomenal basketball player so please go check out Ian Lazarevsky and Kareem Lopez if you haven't already give me your feedback on those two and uh yeah also I encourage you follow on our social media at scout.ology follow on or subscribe on youtube youtube.com scoutology and I really encourage you also to subscribe on Substack. The paid subscriptions get you access to all of our content, full archive access. You also get um, access to our quarterly Q&As, our consultations, our scouting reports, everything that we have to offer with a paid subscription you get access to. And I just really think it's a, it's a great thing and a great uh, piece of information and resource to have. Uh, whatever level you are interested in basketball, especially if you're a hoop head like I am a hoop head. So all the pleasantries and PSAs have been given out. It's time to talk about the point guard. The point, that's what I'm calling him, the point guard. His name is, and please, hey, Romania, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta bear with your boy, okay? Super American, not gonna lie. Of course, so you gotta bear with me. His name is Kadrut Alexander Dinu. Kadrut Alexander Dinu from Romania, 6'2 point guard, born on February 20, 
6, 2007. He's 16. He played for Romania's U16 team in the FIBA European Division B Championship, and he put on a show. I just, I found a point guard, guys. Like, I found a point guard. So, let's go ahead and dive right into it. One thing that I love about Kadru that was evident and apparent when I turned the film on and started going through every single one of his games in the FIBA European Championship is that he is a phenomenal ball handler. He is a phenomenal passer. He is a phenomenal shot creator. He is a phenomenal floor general. And I truly keep the term entitled floor general close to the vest, close to the chest when evaluating prospects because I understand that the term floor general is not just somebody who plays the point guard position and can pass the ball. That's not what a floor general is. When I think of floor general, I think of Chris Paul. I think of John Stockton. I think of Isaiah Thomas. I think of the quarterback of the offense. I think of the linebacker of the defense. A floor general is a true extension of what the coach is trying to establish when he draws up plays, when he builds an identity of a team. The floor general doesn't just pass well. The floor general knows how to expose mismatches, make his teammates better. He knows how to um, do everything on the offense. He controls the flow of the game. He controls, he almost is is like responsible for the outcome of, of possessions. That is what Kadru Alexander-Dinu is. He is a floor general and I do not use that lightly at all. So let's go ahead and start with his, his passing ability. There's not a pass he can't make. 6-2 point guard. There's not a pass that he can't make. He has a prototypical uh, size and frame at 16 for your point guard, 6'2". Uh, there's not a pass he can't make. I'm talking pick and roll sets, he can give you a pocket pass. If we're, if we're going baseline, he can give you a wraparound opposite baseline. Skip passes, he can get it done. No look passes, manipulating defenses with his eyes, head fakes, jab steps, all of these things that, that, that get his teammates in the best position to score the basketball, he can do that and deliver the pass on the money. There's not a pass he can't make. He also can not only make the difficult passes, but he makes the easy passes. He makes the logical passes. He makes the passes that drive you crazy when certain players don't make them when you're watching film because you're like, hey, the guy's open, give him the ball. Hey, the, the, the look ahead, pass the ball. Hey, rotate the ball. The simple passes, he has all of that down. One thing, that I really, I really look at when evaluating the passes that he makes is also can you pass guys open? He creates things, he creates opportunities, he creates angles that just aren't there without his, without his proficiency. They just aren't there. He makes other teammates better and almost can surprise his teammates by his ability to give them the ball in random situations drop-off passes, no looks. These things that, that highlight his teammates, he is able to do those at a high level. And with that being said, I can't talk about his passing ability without talking about his ball handling ability. That is, that is what makes a good passer good passer. How well can you control the ball? How well can you handle the ball? And when I tell you he has a cockiness 
and a swag to his handle that that can only be developed or displayed if you have done the work young guys you have to do the work you have to drill you have to be in, a, in live ball situations and circumstances to be able to have ball handling that is pro level you have to do the work and he has done the work there's nothing that a defense can throw at him that that rushes him there's nothing that a defense can throw at him that causes him to, to, to move off of his pace. We hear a lot of times when evaluating players, you hear analysts say it, you hear coaches say it, is that he moves at his own pace, he moves at his own speed. That is what Dino does. He moves at his own speed. From game one of the FIBA U16 European Division B Championship, which is a long title, but the reason why I say it like that is because I'm just proud that I can remember it off the top of my head. From game one to game seven and eight for him, opposing teams, opposing countries started to realize that Romania's offense doesn't run if Dinu isn't on the floor with the ball in his hands. And we have to disrupt him so that we have a chance to beat Romania. They tried everything. They threw the kitchen sink at him. Nothing rushed him. Nothing sped him up. I'm talking picking him up full court. I'm talking putting bigger guys on him to be physical with him, to try to knock him off his pivot. I'm talking in pick and roll sets, which he loves pick and rolls on the left wing. Great, He's great on the left side, but also great on the right side. We'll talk more about that when we discuss his scoring ability and his knack for putting the ball in the basket. Side note, led the FIBA U16 in scoring, 19.1 points per game. The most skilled player every single game he played on the floor at 6'2 as a point guard, but I digress. They're blitzing him in high pick and roll. They're doubling him in high pick and roll. They're hard hedging. It doesn't matter. He he's he he always has a counter to whatever the defense is trying to do to him, to the point where nothing works. His handle is an extension of his mind. He you can sometimes tell when players are dribbling and thinking about it. You can sometimes tell when players are trying to think about their next move and can do a bunch of flashy stuff but don't have a natural ability and knack and proficiency in their handle to 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 just manipulate and go through a game in any situation or scenario and be proficient he has that his counters are so like his bag of counters are so deep that you can't really call what he's going to do He's always protecting the ball. Dinu played 36.2, I believe, minutes per game. He led the FIBA U16 in minutes per game, minutes played. I think it totaled like 237 plus minutes. And he never, he didn't turn the ball over. He turned the ball over 27 times total, I believe. 27 times total. He, of the seven games that he played, I believe in only four in four of those games he had less than four turnovers. He led the FIBA U16 in minutes played. He was top 10 in efficiency and only one play he was 10th in efficiency during the FIBA U16 and only one player of the nine players ahead of him played more than 30 minutes. You guys are not hearing what I'm saying. He is a true floor general with a handle that is second to none. And when I talk skill, when I talk passing and ball handling, he was the best one to do it in the entire 
duration of the tournament. The entire championship, he was the best one with the ball in his hands. Doesn't turn the ball over. I wrote this in my notes a bunch of times from watching him play. I can trust him. He makes, he gives me a sense and a feeling of overwhelming trust when I watch him with the ball in his hands because he has proven and yet he has proven and was proving every single game that if you give me the ball coach nine times out of 10, I'm going to make the right play. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to make the right pass. Nine times out of 10, I'm not gonna turn the ball over. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to make a play that puts us in the best position to win. I can trust him. Can you trust your point guards? Young kids, can you be trusted with the ball in your hands? I can trust Dinu. I can't. That is because his passing ability is phenomenal, and that is because his ball handling is phenomenal. I can trust him. So number one, like I said, ball handling, check. And, and side note, if you're listening to this, and I wish I would have told you guys about this earlier, but I kind of alluded to it with uh, subscribing to our Substack, scoutology.substack.com, you get access to the full scouting report that I did, as well as the three-on-three, which is his three pros, his three cons, or I don't call them cons, but his three progression points, as well as my 10-cat or 10-category evaluation of him that uh, gives you a projected impact rating based off of my formula that I put together that lets you know how good he is and how good he can be. He ranked a 67, he, he scored a 67% or 33.5 out of 50 uh, on his projected impact grade, which was the highest of any of the players that I've evaluated thus far, including Kareem Lopez from Mexico, a 6'8 power forward with floor stretching ability, including him. I'm talking about a 6'2 point guard from Romania. He's that nice. So passing, phenomenal, ball handling, phenomenal but this was the key for me and you've heard me say this before the number one most important thing in basketball is can you put the ball in the basket it's basketball that's what this is it's basketball can you score and when you have a point guard that is able to navigate through defenses that is able to counter anything a defense is throwing at them that is able to pass his teammates open. When you can do all these things, when you have counters to free yourself up, when you are able to, to get to your spot whenever, however, doesn't matter, when you have that ability to move at your own pace, one thing that stands out to me after having those skills is can you put the ball in the hoop? Because sometimes guys aren't open. Sometimes you've done such a great job at creating space for yourself that you have to do the obvious thing, which is to score. Can you score the ball? Led the FIBA U16 European Division B in scoring, 19.1 points per game. And that was shooting 25% from three. Now, mind you, he took nine threes per game. And I know the average does not make you happy as an evaluator, does not make you happy as a fan. But I truly believe that when evaluating his jump shot, the mechanics, the fluidity, the rhythm of his jump shot, it is clean from top to bottom. The only thing that I see in his jump shot that he could improve is releasing the ball a tad bit quicker. While I was studying his free throws as well, he does have a tendency to be a tick off. So shooting not on the way up truly, but right before coming back down. It's not super obvious, but if he continues to shoot on the way up and keep his guide hand steady, his jumper is going to come along. He can shoot the ball. I mean, look at the screen while I talk about his shooting. Roll the, cl roll the clip, Quinn. I will. He can shoot the ball. He just had a tough shooting shoot 
tough shooting outing uh, throughout the FIBA U16, but he can really put the ball in the hoop. 30-foot jumpers, no problem. Yeah, I said it, 30-foot jumpers. We're talking about a 6'2 point guard that can shoot 30-footers without breaking form. Yo, I wish I had somebody here to really to really listen to what I'm telling you. We're talking about a 6'2 point guard shooting 30-footers without breaking form and making the shot. I'm not just talking about chucking it. He's making the shot without breaking form. He can shoot the ball. Just had a tough outing from behind the arc specifically. I still think he shot like 50% from the field in the tournament. But he shot nine threes per game to keep Romania in these games to help them win these games. He's doing what needs to be done. But what was more important is that he kept shooting the ball. He's making timely buckets, big shots. And they're not just catch and shoot threes. His shot creation, what do you want? What do you want? You want step backs? You want side steps? You want punch step, step backs? What do you want? The shot creation paired with his 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 uh, clean shot mechanics make him a threat to score the ball on all three levels. His finishing, we're not we don't have to talk left hand, right hand proficient. He has an understanding of the backboard and angles. I've seen him give right hand lays on left side, like top of like top left corner English, roll it in. I've seen I've seen him hit angles and attack angles on the backboard that just 16 year olds don't just you don't just do that i've seen him do that left hand downhill it's automatic it's going in right he's an excellent finisher with the left hand even though he's a right-handed shooter he's a very good right hand finisher now let's move it back a little bit i started with the three point but let's move it back to the second level in between you're going to get in situations as a point guard especially with his skill he has a decisive and deceptive first step he has the counters to get past the first line of defense to beat his man. Can you hit a not? Can you hit an elbow jumper? Can you get a jumper free throw line extended? Can you come off the screen, pull up, and knock it down all one motion? Fluid, not thinking about it. Second nature, he can do that. He can put the ball in the hoop. Comes off of screens, splits. He does this beautiful. He has a beautiful split of double teams where if you're trying to hedge him or blitz him, drop dribble, split the double, get downhill and then get active. He can split, dribble, get to the free throw line, float you, left, right hand, left hand running hook, right hand hook, or one dribble pull up mid range. Yeah, no, he's nice. He's like that. I know you have been listening to me talk a lot if you're like used to me covering the Wizards. You've heard me get super excited and if you're just learning me, learning of me through Scoutology, I've never been this hype on podcasts. I'm not ashamed. I love basketball. I love great basketball players. I love players who have a future, who play the game the right way. I'm talking like this because he he can play the game. He has an in-between game. Close, check. Mid-range, Float, pull up, jumper, all one motion, check. He can shoot the three. I know, like I said, the, the numbers didn't look great on paper, 25%, not great. But he can shoot the three. He can shoot the three. The mechanics are there. The ball just has to go in. Hey, not every good shooter is going to shoot 40, 40, 35, 40% from three 
throughout the duration of seven games. Sometimes guys go through slumps. I truly believe he was just going through a distant shooting slump, but also had games where he's shooting 40, 50% from three. Five for 10 from three. Real shots. Tween sidestep three out of bounds. You'll see it on the film. Substack.com. Scottology.substack. YouTube.com. You watch, watch it on the screen. Don't just take my audio for it. You can watch it. He has a proficient level of shot creation at 6'2 and, 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 and just a clean shooter's pocket and form from top to bottom that make me look at him and say, I trust you. You can do a lot of things on the court that a lot of people would pay good money for. Your Ricky Rubios, your Raul Netos, your Campazos. Like, we can talk foreign point guards. This is, this is what we're talking about here. He's in Romania, y'all. He's in Romania. You might want to take a look. One thing that I, that I also have to talk about, what did Deion Sanders say? Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. Is that Deion Sanders? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Deion Sanders content. Sounds like something he would say. The way he has a short memory but also a mentality that it's on me and I am the best option in this situation and I'm going to show, improve, show, and deliver. The way he carries that mentality into every single game, it just transcends what typical 16-year-olds are supposed to be able to do. I watched him have a terrible shooting outing in like the first game I watched him. The first game of the tournament that I watched, I can't quite remember the opponent he was playing. Uh, off the top of my my brain, but it was like his worst shooting output. But immediately when I was watching his film, I noticed that he can get to his spots, he can play make, he can handle the ball. It's on a string. He can do all these things. His shot just wasn't falling, and I was like, Why are you? Why is your shot not falling? But your mechanics look so so good. What I immediately noticed though is in that game, he still hit the biggest shots of the game. Clutch time shots down the stretch. One possession game, two possession game, three possession game. We need one. Who is it? It's Kadrew alexander Dinu, Making the shots. Taking the shots and making the shots. Short memory. He excels. It's almost like you remember back in... <laughs> I'm too excited about him, y'all. I'm way too excited about him. You guys remember back in 2K... I can't remember what 2K it was that had Kobe on the cover. Old school 2K. It might have been like 2K10, 2K11. But back when 2K had the clutch rating, for example, like Kobe had a clutch rating in that 2K to where like in the last few minutes of the game, the clutch time moments of the game, like his attributes would increase because of his clutch rating. Like Kobe could be Gatorade Cup all game, but like last last few possessions of the game, one possession, two possession game, for some reason, because he's Kobe, because he has shown and proved that he makes these shots at the end of the buzzer, he makes these shots at the end of games, at the end of possessions, regularly, no matter what the defense is throwing at him, no matter how tired he is, no matter how fatigued, because he has shown a history of doing that, his his attributes increase during those times. Because he's clutch. Kadrut alexander Dino. I don't even know how many times, maybe five or six times, maybe off the top of my head throughout the tournament, 
where we're going into to the end of half, end of game scenarios, the ball has to be in his hands. He's he's taking the ball in his hands, and it's almost like he gets better. There was this one play. I don't know if it's in the half of in the, or end of quarter. I can't remember. But they went to a timeout, came back, and ran double horns. He's watching the clock tick down 10, 9, 8. I see the clock get to like 7, 6. He's still standing at the three-point line. No, he's like 30, 35 feet from the rim, the basket. In my mind, and literally verbally, I said out loud, I said, you have to go. You got to go. That's how I watch basketball. I talk to the guys, knowing that they can hear me, obviously. I said, oh, you got to go. He lets the double horn set run itself. Everybody's attention is, is, is on the horn's actions. He never was going to pass the ball. He goes, he beats his defender one-on-one off the dribble because he can always do that. Straight down memory lane, puts the ball in at the buzzer, walks off like it's nothing. The level of IQ and execution, different. He loves getting the ball at the end of the shot clock. And he has the creativity to get something done when he's in those situations. I said I was going to keep this podcast to 20 minutes. I've talked way too long. My producer, my wife is here. Our two-shot camera just went out. That is a sign that I need to wrap this up. So here's what I'm going to do. If you like the content, you like what I'm talking about so far and, and the sound of Kadru alexander Dinu, you have to check out the full scout breakdown, the full scouting report that I put out on him on my Substack. Scoutology.substack.com. Just go check it out. On this video, you will see clips that let you know that what I'm talking about is not cap. I know talent. I know he can ball. I know he can be a point guard that changes somebody's franchise for the better. I know that. But if you have a doubt or want to know more about what he does well, go check out my my full scouting report. Read it and listen to this back while you're reading it. You should always be pairing the two. I'm not typing this for no reason. Go check it out. Scatology.substack. Okay, all right, I'm wrapping up. Scatology.substack.com. My three, and I'll say this real quick. I have three progression points. It's a three on three. That's how I scout my players. Three pros and three progression points. The three progression points for him, two of them have something, have don't even necessarily have anything to do with his skill. That's a tease. That's called a tease. Thank you so much for listening. I got to get out of here. My camera's going to overheat soon. I know it's my time to wrap this up. I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. Kadru Alexander Dinu, remember the name, from Romania, 16 years old. Check him out on Instagram. I'll put his Instagram on the screen. Follow him on Instagram. If you love hoop, if you love basketball, check him out. My camera just died, so now this is audio only. Until next time, it's me, your boy, Quinn Mayo, on the Scoutology Podcast. I'll see you guys next time. God bless.